Dun, dun. I'm doing the theme song. <clears throat> hey, Baby Yoda, we're uh, here in Tatooine. And there's, uh, why do they have Tatooine and Dantooine? Why, uh, or why are there so many different Oweens for planets? Can you, can you answer me that, Baby Yoda? Uh, Baby Yoda, can you say anything? Hatter, Hatter, Hatter. Uh, tight. Sounds like you're sneezing. Hatter. Is that the only word you can say? Hatter. Um, yeah, fine, okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a second. Hang on a second. This is hard. This is really difficult. Uh, well, while well, we're trying to figure out, uh, here, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Ah, I see, I see. I see. Um, Mando! Oh no, if it isn't Grief Cargo. Grief Carga! It's Creep Carga! I'm also Carl Weathers. You, you might remember me from the Carl Weathers Predator Weathers Report. Is that right? Yes, the Carl Weathers Predator Weather Report. Featuring the Action Jackson AccuPredator Weathers Forecast and Cardi B. Ah, uh, yeah, about that. Well, Mando, I can tell you your next mission, and I can also tell you it's going to be hot. It's always hot on Tatooine. It's going to be sandy. It's always sandy on Tatooine. It's gonna be sunny. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> sure is. Did you know that I was also on that show, uh, Arrested Development? Listen, are you just gonna list your credits this whole time? Because I could bring you in hot, or I can bring you in cold, or I could bring you in lukewarm. Lukewarm? Do you mean like Luke Skywalker warm? No. Do you mean like... Luke Skywalker, warm milk. I, I don't, I don't mean any of that. Well, okay, then. <laughs> maybe, maybe Yoda could t help us out here. What a cute baby. Hatter. Hatter. Is that, is that all that baby could say? Pretty much. Uh, well, that's wonderful. Oh no, who's who's this? Baby Yoda, don't think that you can steal the show from me. Don't think that you can be the cutest. I'm the Bainby of the show. I'm the Bainby. I'm yet I'm Hatter. And you are a baby and I'm a Bainby and you think that you're the cutest, don't you? Hatter. But you don't you don't you never trained in the League of Shadows, have you? Hatter. Well uh, let me tell you this, Bainby, baby Yoda. I could crush you easily. Unless you use the force, of course. The force is the force of force, of course. Hunter. <laughs> I'm trying to... Hold on. Uh, oh, hey! Are you guys done here? If it isn't Ahsoka Tano. What's your name? My name is Ahsoka Tano. Asagi Taco. No, Ahsoka Tano. Asaki Tuna. Ahsoka Tano. Okay. 
What's wrong with you, Mandalorian? Can't you see Ahsoka Tano? Ahsoka to me. Ahsoka Tano. Well, <laughs> now that you're here, Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka. Ahsoka and each foot. I... It's... <laughs> Asagi Taco is not... It's not my name at all. What's, what's, wait, there we go. What's with you guys? Yeah, I don't know what's with them anyway. Yeah, you guys, you don't even know what's going on over here. Batwoman, what are you doing here? Well, I am the galac galaxy's greatest, greatest detective. But I thought Batman was the world's greatest. Yeah, he's the world's greatest detective. I'm like the intergalactic greatest detective ever. She's pretty good. If you ask me. And I bet you would have to ask me because you'll have to go through me for to talk to whoever you want to talk to. Who is it that I want to talk to? Yeah, what is your next mission, Mando? What is your next mission, Mando? I was just I was just trying to get some tacos. Wow, whoa, we were hello everybody. Oh my gosh. Sometimes we struggle. Hey, it's Aristotle Full Throttle. You have not found the wrong place. You found the right place. It's Aristotle Full Throttle. I'm here today as I am five days a week, Monday through Friday, Pacific Standard Time at 5 p.m. Welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. If I haven't talked to you since then, I did have a show on Friday. I have a show now that December is nigh. December is upon us. I'm going to be doing so many streams because guess what, guys? I'm excited to be doing this show for you, for me, for me, for you. If I were to be like Randy Jackson, the judge on American Idol, not Randy Jackson, the guitar player from the Jackson 5, Randy Jackson, the, the judge who went by the same name and decided to go into the same industry named Randy Jackson. That's like when you got like two Vanessa Williamses. Randy Jackson says, for me, for you, dog, that's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me, for you, dog. He's, you know, he's, he's like, it's for me, for you, for that. Sorry for me, for you, for me, for you. I would do this. I think he invented that. But anyway, for me, for you, I'm so happy to be doing the show for me, for you. And, uh, it's, a, <laughs> I, w I was, I was, uh, coming up with ideas for taglines. Maybe not. <laughs> I think Jen thought this was funny, fun, entertaining, um, accidentally informative. <laughs> Sometimes that's. That's basically what the show is. It's fun, it's entertaining, it's accidentally informative. Maybe you learn something, maybe you don't. Maybe you go away fully entertained. Maybe you go partially entertained. It's all the same to me, because I just enjoy being here for you. There's some exciting news, because in December I'm going to be doing these live streams very often and for long, and I'm going to be sh practicing the drums. <laughs> so if you guys want to see a guy practice drums, you came to the right place came to the right place. You gotta get good at drums, maybe. Maybe good at drums. I wanna get good at drums. Oh, it says Star Wars trivia still. I gotta fix that. Hold on, guys. Sometimes I take a nap before the show, and that's not the best idea. Hold on a second. Mando season 040 episode 05 recap. Sometimes it's not a great idea to take it because my brain, sometimes though, in the morning though, I would like to say that in the morning, my brain is very fertile with ideas, but by the afternoon, 
you know, I'm dead inside. But welcome to the show. We're just having fun and games here, all four of us. Five, including me. Um, no, I'm excited, guys. I have recently become an affiliate on Twitch, which is, which would not have happened were it not for Jen the Fierce helping me out with, uh, helping steer me in the right direction as far as how the show goes, um, or how to do all of these intricate things and, and learning me on the Twitch culture, which I'm fascinated by and I've always been interested in, and I'm so glad. I'm, it's almost as if this venue was built for my 14-year-old self. Now that I'm only 17, I am able to do this. It's wonderful. I feel like this, I'm a fish to water in this type of environment. I've always been doing this kind of thing since I was a child, since I was a baby child. So it's great that there is the new world of entertainment is doing stuff like this. Now I'm excited also because The Mandalorian, If you did, did you guys watch it last Friday? Did you join the watch party on Discord? For Aristotle Full Throttle? If you don't know what Discord is, it's a platform in which people can chat. And in order to access the private chat of my Discord, all you need to do is go to patreon.com slash Aristotle Full Throttle and pledge at least $1 a month to the channel. And or, you know, and or subscribe to Twitch. That's a new, that's a new one. I'm learning. <laughs> is our children learning? Yes, I am learning about how to, I have subscribed, I have like 58 people subscribing to my Twitch or following me on Twitch, which is wonderful. So if you're just watching this for the first time, please take it upon uh, deep consideration to follow me and uh, you'll be entertained. I promise you, I promise you, I can't promise you that. <laughs> you know. I, I've been watching every single episode of this show, <laughs> and uh, I've not been entertained once, <laughs> but I am curious as to see if maybe one day this show will be funny. <laughs> Get out of here, Seth Rogen. We don't need to entertain you. You're not that... I don't need to prove anything to you, Seth Rogen. Hollywood Canadian writing screenwriter. <laughs> Only writes Canada stuff that makes no sense well guys the mandalorian season five episode 40 wait season two episode five hello mdrn shaman welcome on instagram here's another thing that i'd like to inform you the, the top part of the show was me doing a sketch and then telling you how to maintain your membership <laughs> just remember guys if you're on instagram please Follow me on Instagram at Aristotle Full Throttle, and you can donate to the ACLU. There's a lot of things you could do here. I make it rife with opportunity. Um, I gotta stop taking a nap before the show because now I'm like groggy, you know. But I'm gonna get into it. I was doing like some jumping jacks. I did a couple jumping jacks. I started to punch the heavy bag, and um, you know, if you like, if you shadow box, are you breaking, like you, you breaking wind? That doesn't make any sense. Listen, I tried to come up with the uh, Nelson Mandalorian, <laughs> Nelson Mandela, Mandela Lorian, but I'm trying to I'm trying to find the funny angle on it. It's very funny in title, but I'm trying to figure out: Does the Nelson Mandalorian like to liberate planets? Does he like to spend 27 years in jail unjustly? 
Let her go. <laughs> Um, not being a fan of the cartoons was the Mando less exciting? Good question, Jen Fierce. Thank you for kicking off with the questions here. You know, I found it very exciting. I thought it was really cool. I did like Asagi Taco. She was cool. I thought she was really cool. I thought she looked amazing. I just was informed, though, that I should not like Rosaria Dawson. Because every time I'm like, oh, look at this person. And people are like, they made a mistake one time in their life. Or they said something. Now you cannot like them ever again. Apparently, Rosaria Dawson said some homophobic remarks or transphobic remarks. Ed. So now she's banned forever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to feel like that. I, I got to know the context. I got to know what she said. But it's hard. Because, like, how do you separate the artist from the art? Like... Like Gina Carano plays um, Car Lorna Dune, Cara Dune, Marshall Dune, and she said some dumb stuff, but it's her political views, and I don't agree with her political views, so I don't mind if she says whatever is in her political views, but if it's hateful, if it's hurtful, if it's damaging to culture, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that we learn, we can use these as learning moments, ways to discuss important issues maybe i don't know what's up eight of us suddenly the number fluctuates hey hang out here we're talking about the mandalorian season two episode five i do feel that ahsoka tano was a cool character she had those white lightsabers pretty neat i think though you know since i am not a fan of the cartoons there's all this backstory about all these different jedi that we do you know you know return of the jedi was like that's the only one jedi so <laughs> Why is all these Jedi coming around? Even Asaki, even Asaki Tuna was like, she was like, uh, hey, hey, mom. Even even Asaki Tuna was like, Asaki Taco, she said, there's so many Jedi out there. Now, if I watched the original trilogy correctly, they were like, no, you're, there's no Jedi left. And then at the end of The Empire Strikes Back, uh, when Luke left, Dagobah, and he's, he was like, no, Yoda said, no, there is another. They were talking about another Jedi? Come on, now. How many Jedis has it got? Forty? Two? Who was the other one? His sister? We assumed that, right? We assumed that Princess Leia was going to be the Jedi. The other Jedi, right? Anyway, guys. <clears throat> Yeah. Sorry, I just got some bad news before. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm dealing with some bad news, but uh, maybe I'll talk about it some other time. But today we're going to talk about the Mando. Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian. Why do they call it Mando when it's Manda? Damn articles, or I don't know. Um, yeah, so the Mandalorian... I like that they're players in the... Uh, in the, in the in this universe, in the in the power vacuum that is Star Wars right now, it's it's really cool because we saw in the last episode of the Mandalorian that he was gonna fight over the Beskar. They were fighting over that Beskar spear, um, and he was gonna use it as payment from uh, from the main person. And 
Turns out Beskar can repel a lightsaber, which I didn't know that was possible. Who knew? There's so many things now that can repel lightsabers. Now, I thought that was really cool, that, which gives gives the Mandalorians, like, a, a, a leg up. In that weird post-Imperial power vacuum after Return of the Jedi, after they killed the Empire, Emperor, and destroyed the Empire, you've got now the Mandalorians, who are pretty tough. They're tough bounty hunters. They've got Beskar, which can stop lightsabers. And you've got the Sith. And you've got Imperial people rising up. And you've got the New Republic. So now there's all these different power factions. I think that's amazing. I think that's incredible. I really do. You know who else thinks that's incredible? Um. Hello, everybody. It's me, Carl Weathers. I think that not only do I find the show incredible... But my episode that I directed last week was excellent. They should give me an opportunity to direct the actual feature films. Not only should they give me an opportunity to direct the actual feature films, because listen to this. I'm Hollywood royalty. I've been to Hollywood for since 1902. I'm 118 years old. That's math. You could check it. That's actual math. I can do math. I can box. I can punch you in the face. I think that I should direct the next Star Wars movie. What do you think? Let me know. Everybody going to say Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni. Well, I, this is what I have to say to that. Filoni Baloney. That's what I call him. Dave Filoni Baloney. Why don't you write the script? I'll direct the movie because I know how actors act. I know how acting works. I'm an actor. I'm a wonderful, classic actor. You know, I was in Rocky. Not only was I in Rocky, I was in Rocky too. Not only was I in Rocky 2, I was in Rocky 3. Not only was I in Rocky 1s, 2, and 3, I was in Rocky 4. 1s, 2, and 3, and Rocky's 4. And I was in a flashback in Rocky 5. I was kind of an apparition. I was a ghost. I was a vision inside Sylvester Stallone's mind. But then I was in flashbacks and back to other Rocky movies, too. You know, not only was I in all of Rocky movies, <laughs> I was in Predator. I was in Predator with two actors who were muscle-bound... Just like me, I'm a muscle-bound actor who went on to be governors of actual states in America. So I say to you today, either let me direct the next Star Wars movie or allow me to be governor of Wisconsin. Why, why do you want to be governor of Wisconsin? Wisconsin. On account of the beer and the cheese. Fair enough. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Carl. Thank you for all of that, Carl. Thank you for all of that. Ahsoka's perspective is so cool because she trained under Anakin. Like they, how they tied it, that into perspective of Baby Yoda's possible training. Ooh, yeah, that was cool. I actually really enjoyed that. I was like, oh, she said, even the best of us, when she sensed the dark side in the baby, she was like, he's got so much anger and fear in him. I don't know about this. She was like... You could see in her face because she's a good actor. Listen, Rosario Dawson might be a transphobe, but she is a, a good actor. That's fine. I don't know what she said. Come on, people. Why you got to spoil things? See, I have this friend. She likes to spoil things. Good for better for worse. She likes to spoil them. She goes like this. You ever have those friends that, <laughs> that you don't know about what's going to happen and then they just start talking about it? Listen, I'm going to call them out. They're a friend of mine. They're fine. It's okay with friends. But however, 
they spoiled things for me. They started talking about the ending of Knives Out as if I saw it. They were like, and remember when that happened and then this happened in Knives Out? And I was like, I didn't see it. I didn't see the movie. You just spoiled it. Now I'm going to watch the movie and now I know what's going to happen. I don't like when that happens. And now, for better or for worse, I was like, Rosario Dawson, she was awesome in that, sh- that show. And then my friend's like, yeah, but, you know, she's a transphobe. <laughs> Gotta ruin my day? <laughs> it is a Debbie Downer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I gotta say, uh, I covered up your face here, Jen. Hold on, let me fix that. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So, I would like to just look at the episode for what it was and uh, Mandalorian, and I thought it was it was good. I thought that Rosario Dawson is an excellent actor, and she stepped right into a role that I didn't know anything about because I didn't watch the cartoons. And I tried watching the cartoons again. And Listen, I tried to watch the cartoons, all right? I tried to watch the cartoons back in 1983 before the cartoons came out. Actually, there was a cartoon in 1983 with uh, C-3PO and R2-D2. Guys, check it out. There was a real cartoon. It's kind of like the Star Wars Holiday Special. If you want to watch the Star Wars Holiday Special, you can watch it on my channel. And me and Oliver, uh, we do commentary on it. So uh, for your entertainment and your laughter. So go please go watch that on my channel if you are bored. (laughs) But I've been watching... I tried to watch the cartoons, right? So here's my thing on the cartoons. Here's my take. Let's get real. All right. I'm going to get into it with you. Hopefully, Evan's going to be watching this later because I know that Evan was excited to talk about this episode. Maybe I'll text him, see what he's up to. Maybe he can tune in and we can chat. But that's Evan Ball. So I'm, I'm watching the cartoons. And the problem I have, and I mentioned this the other day, I just rewatched the season. My, my words aren't coming correctly here. I just rewatched the scene from The Empire Strikes Back where Yoda lifts the X-Wing out the water. I talked about this the other day. He lifts the X-Wing out the water and he says, Size matters not. Use your brain. Use the force, you know? He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to use the force. I'm a little frail old man. I, I played you, son. You thought I was a frail old little frog alien, but turns out I was Yoda this whole time. Psych! You guys know what I'm talking about. If you saw Empire Strikes Back, that's what happened. Luke shows up on the Dagobah planet. His, his X-Wing crash lands in the swamp. I'm not going to try to spoil this movie. This movie's 40 years old. You should have seen it by now. It's not like Knives Out, which came out like a year and a half ago. Or a year, I don't know, two years ago. Listen to this. Luke lands on the planet. He sees a little frog alien and, and he's like, oh, well, get out of here. I'm looking for Yoda. And the, Yoda, the alien's like, oh, Yoda, you seek Yoda. I'll take you to Yoda. Right? Because, you know, he was, he was testing Luke. He was seeing if Luke was worthy. He was trying to cover up his identity. He didn't want to be found out like that. He didn't want his number pulled. Yoda. He said, let me see if this guy knows what he's talking about. So Luke shows up and sees Yoda, and Yoda's in the the swamp, right? And Yoda figures out, he's like, ah, yeah, 
damn you, damn son, you're too old to be the tra trained, and you're not gonna learn, and I, I don't know what to do for you. So, get the f out my swamp. And you know, he gives Luke a chance, but then Luke blows it. Luke's like, I gotta go save my friends, and Yoda's like, you, you know the movie. You seen the movie. <laughs> Luke doesn't show Luke shows that he doesn't have the faith. He has a lack of faith. I find his lack of faith disturbing. He lifts the X-wing out the water, lands it on the ground and, and then he's like, "I don't believe it." And Yoda says, "That's why you fail because you didn't know that you could do this the whole time. You didn't know that you had it in you the whole time. And uh or not in you. You can access it from without." Now, which is pretty cool. The force exists from without. My, pro my whole point of this story is when I watched, um, I guess it was episode two and three, Star Wars episodes two and three, I think it is, Yoda whips out a lightsaber, a tiny little baby lightsaber, and starts doing backflips. Now, he's supposed to be like a 900-year-old dude or 850-year-old dude in those episodes. When 900 you reach, book is good you will not. He said, he's doing backflips. I'm like, this little old man doing backflips, I'm not digging it. I like the idea that he can, like, use the chi, he can use the force, he could judo you. He has gone beyond the physical. He has gone beyond physical combat. He is elevated above that. You could attack him, and he can, like, move out of the way, and you fall on your face. That's, like, the idea, right? Once you become the Jedi Master, you can anticipate, anticipate every move, not everybody needs to be a sword fighter. Not everybody excels in sword fighting. He becomes a Jedi Master. He can use his mind. He can use his intellect. He can outsmart. He can outwit. He can do all of those things. That's what I, that's what I wish we stuck with. <laughs> I wish that. Um, so when I see Yoda bouncing around like a, like a whirligig with a, with a lightsaber, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. This is like goes against everything that that we learned in, in the original Star Wars movies. George Lucas like undoes all of a lot of his ideas. He's like the force is a energy field around, surrounding us that we can access if we concentrate hard enough. That's like what we learned in the original Star Wars series. And then in the prequel series, George Lucas is like, let me just F this S up and just change it all and say that, uh, you know, you got little bugs in your body and then those bugs can access the force and those bugs basically determine your strength. I don't like it. It, make, it takes away the universality of it all. It makes it very specific. It makes it inheritable. We never questioned that the son of Anakin Skywalker would be as strong a Jedi. We never questioned that. We didn't think it was in their literal DNA or their blood or their midichlorians. We just accepted the fact that, oh yeah, his dad was good, so he'll probably be good at it, sure. You know, maybe he has extra big thumbs and it helps him, so, I don't know, helps him fly jets, X-wings through space. There's a family trait, extra big thumbs. I know that's genetic also, but you see my point. <laughs> we didn't question that he would, uh, need a genetic infusion, which is what they're leaning to in The Mandalorian right now. When we get to the animated series, I watched the first 10 minutes of the first episode of The Clone Wars, and my friends, to my 
friends urging. My friend lent me the DVDs. I held on to the DVDs for like a year and a half before I even started watching one. And then I started watching one and I said to myself, as soon as Yoda does a backflip, I'm turning it off. And then I said, 10 minutes into it, Yoda does some backflips. And I'm going to turn it off if Yoda does some backflips. And 10 minutes into it, Yoda did some backflips. And I was like, all right, turning it off. And I pushed the off button. So after we had our watch party on Friday, and then I was getting more convinced to go back and revisit the Clone Wars to see what goes on, what the backstory is of Asagi Tako and all these people and all these characters and Yoka and um, and uh, the, the mandolinist... <laughs> But uh, my friend Oliver sent me a screenshot because he went back to rewatch the original episode of The Clone Wars and he said, no, it's nine minutes. He showed a screenshot of Yoda doing a backflip and it was only nine minutes in. He said, it was not ten minutes in, it was nine minutes into <laughs> the show. It was like literally nine minutes and one seconds before Yoda started karate chopping everybody. And I was like, I don't like this. It sits wrong with me. It's like... Uh, I, I don't know why I can't get past it. I wish I could get past it so I could understand the lore. But again, I don't know. I get that if you're just thrust into the middle of the story and medias rests. It could be for better or for worse. If you just told me that there was uh, all of this stuff going on, I mean, I don't know. Episode 4, we were thrust in the middle of the Star Wars story. We were just thrust in the middle of the Star Wars story in episode four and we were just we accepted it we were like this is a world that is lived in and now we are here we are uh, we are visiting this world and it is uh it's very real it's it's lion no sorry i'm trying to get i'm trying to inject some energy into the show i'm <laughs> i feel a little bit off kilter on account of uh you did, you just bad news is bad news, you know? Nobody likes bad news. I can bring you in hot, or I can bring you in cold, or I can bring you in, um, robo, robo, wait, hold on. Hold on a second. Oh, there we are. Um, uh, you can, uh-oh. Put that back here. Bring me in. You can bring me in um, at 98.7 degrees. That seems about right. Guys, remember to be careful. Hopefully you're being careful right now this holiday season. Yeah, I don't want to have to bring you in cold. I don't want to have to bring in, bring you in. I, actually, I will bring you up. There are, somewhere, there are eight Christmas crimes happening. This is one of them. This is a, this is, <laughs> you know, we can bail on this episode. Maybe, maybe we'll just bail <laughs> on this episode. I don't know why. But no, you gotta see, see it through. See things through. Like, I can see through my mask. You know, the Mandalorian mask is very similar to mine. I'd like to get my own Mandalorian mask. Yeah, hey, Robocop, you can get your own Mandalorian mask. Yeah, let me show you. We're just going to play today because it's just, it's just a couple of us, and we might as well find some jokes to... to wait, hold on. Uh, 
I got this. I got this. Where'd the Mando helmet go? Um, rock, but oh, there it goes. Yo. I am Robocop Commandum Walrus. I am the walrus. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm the Mandalorus. Lorax. I'm the Mandalorax. Why did the bicycle collapse? Oh, why did the bicycle collapse? Because it needed to be recycled? Because it need to be recycled. This is a riddle. Everybody, this is a riddle. I'm not going to bail. Nobody's going to bail on this. Because it was too tired. That's funny. We, you know, sometimes, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts, mounds don't. We just did that advertisement for a Mars candy bar product for no apparent reason. There was no product placement in the show. Guys, it's very exciting. Very exciting. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can go ahead and do that. You can subscribe on Twitch. It's a very exciting time in the Aristotle Full Throttle verse. If you are uh, a fan. Sometimes, it, the shows admittedly are much more exciting. With <laughs> Maybe there's something going on with the chats because there's only one person in the chats. There's only... We've got... Let's see, recycling the chat. Sometimes the wind gets out of your sails, you know. Yeah. I'm going to wear this helmet. I'm going to wear this helmet for the rest of the... I'm going to wear this. I got to find a sound that's like a... Yeah, we're just going to just troubleshoot. <laughs> uh, this is like... This is a 209's voice. Uh, the, whoa, that sounds cool. Ooh, that sounds like I'm on Mars. I'm inside a helmet. Hang on a second. I'm going to try to find a bit. Maybe this is... Nope. Nope. That don't sound cool. <laughs> Let's just find cool sounds, guys. I found a, I found a, a soundboard. Let's see. Dynamics. Filter. Fuzzwa. Maybe we could do this. What's What would be the sound of... Uh, listen, I, I still want to talk about the Mandalorian. <laughs> Otherwise, I would not be wearing this helmet. Damn it. We can do it. Uh, yes. And maybe this is a... I can bring you... Oh, wait. No, I know how to do it. I got to do like a, a filter. Hold on. If I do a filter... Uh, yeah, radio. Nope. Factory. H-State. Uh, no, that's not a good one. If I get like a filter, I could probably sound... One of the cool things about this episode of The Mandalorian is that they had those robots that sounded like uh, Kylo Ren's. They sounded like a bunch of Kylo Ren's. Uh, you know, I had good news earlier today. I had excellent news, and I was very excited about this excellent news. And then about 10 minutes, not 10 minutes, but before the show, got some bad news. So, you know, 2020. <laughs> 2020. Hey, hey, what's up, Ricky Elliott? Nice. You've got one of the faces going on. Hey. <laughs> I'm trying to find a cool uh, radio filter here. I don't know how to do that. Cider. Nope. Reverb pitch. Classic 2020. Yeah, it's a classic 2020. It's like a one-two punch. 
I just want to, uh, here. Hey, what's up, Ayano Letta? I recycled, and people feel like people are here now. Guys, I was rolling around in the struggle earlier. <laughs> it was fun. I sound like a robot. Wait, hold on. I want to try to sound like a robot. Robot. Nope. Distortion. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is, this is going to, nope, that doesn't sound anything like it. Hold on. Robot, robot. Nope, 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 nope. It's just a lot of feedback. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, whoa. Oh, my God. Watch your ears. I could bring you in hot or I could bring you in cold. Oh, see, they had, like, this kind of voice, right? They had this kind of voice in uh, The Mandalorian. We, uh, yeah, uh, yep, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Imagine the Mandalorian was a cop from uh, Fargo. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I sound like a, that sounded, that laugh, what was that? That laugh sounded like um, the Predator. <laughs> yeah, didn't it? That's, I'm sorry, I don't mean to scare you. Maybe I do. Hold on. Uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's so many buttons. Did somebody say Predator? I was in the movie Predator. Pitch shift. Pitch baby. Oh, this sounds cool. Oh, I want to try to get like Kylo Ren. I was trying to look for Kylo Ren today, but I could not find no Kylo Rens that were suitable for the show. But then I was like, this is me right now. Guys, this is me. This is a, this is a, a direct projection of my soul right now. <laughs> what you're watching is a video. Somebody put a camera up my nose right now, and this is the direct feed of what's going on inside my head right now. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, I sound like a robot. Maybe this sounds, this show, oh, it's pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. So, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Listen, I was so excited, guys. I was really excited. I was I was flying high. Jen gave me the good news that the show is, 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 is you know, it's like a viable thing now. People are watching. People are in, entertained. But that's what I got to promise you. I got to promise that I got to be real with you. So I'm being real with you right now. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be in a mood that I'm not in. Because <laughs> then sometimes you could tell. But I'll try to turn the mood around. I'll try to do that. Maybe we could get some Debbie Downers. How you doing, Ange? What's up with you? Where's the nurse joke? I missed the nurse joke. Why did the nurse always carry a red pen with her? In case she needed to draw blood. Because <laughs> she wants to draw it. She wants to use the pen to draw blood. <laughs> My favorite thing is explaining jokes. She would like a red pen on account of it being the same color as human blood. But if she wanted to draw Yoda's blood, there would be blue, I guess. I don't know. You know what's funny? Uh, if you ever watch behind the scenes of the Star Wars prequels, George Lucas is like this. They go, hey, George Lucas, what color is Yoda's blood? He's like, I don't know, blue. 
And then forever after that moment is blue. <laughs> George Lucas is so good at making decisions on the fly like that. <laughs> it's like, like the whole prequel trilogy. Seemed like a decision on the fly, didn't it? It's kind of amazing how so much work went into the prequel trilogy. And it was all just bad. <laughs> and we were talking about The Mandalorian. There's several people watching, which is great. And I appreciate you guys watching this right now because we're talking about The Mandalorian. Let's get back on track now. Um, I really liked Ahsoka Tano. I thought that that was, that was a, such an excellent episode. I think that it was really cool that we've got um, that Kurosawa vibe. Now, you might know that Kurosawa was a Japanese filmmaker, and he did kind of samurai westerns. And also, you had, like, Sergio Leone doing those westerns in Italy, doing those kind of American westerns. But they were called spaghetti westerns. And you had, like, Flash Gordon, who was a comic book who took place in space with the aliens and stuff and Flash Gordon and these are things that influenced George Lucas to create Star Wars so the DNA of Star Wars so to speak the midichlorians of Star Wars come from Kurosawa films the ja the, the Japanese samurai flicks the, the uh, spaghetti westerns and Flash Gordon and if you think about it that is the original Star Wars movie the, the aesthetic the vibe the feeling is like a western it's like a uh, like a samurai flick so when i saw this episode episode five i was like that's amazing it's called the jedi i think because we're really thrust into that world and they really they've even got the japanese garden and everything and it's like feudal japan i thought it was such a cool vibe when they entered the little city that was like a feudal japan city it reminded me of game of thrones in the best way possible and guys do you, if you did not notice Kyle Reese's Pieces was in this episode. Kyle Reese's Pieces. Michael Bean. Michael Bean, you might remember, if you recall, if you're a fan of this show, then you're a fan of movies like Alien. Then you're a fan of movies like Terminator. Then you're a fan of movies like The Abyss and Navy Seals. Kyle Reese. Um, uh, the Ricky Elliott. I'm, I'm excited that you brought that up. Wait till you discover the Bruce Lee aspects of the episode. I actually know one factoid about this, or I actually know one fact, is that the woman who plays the bad guy, the main big bad in this episode, who's got the best car javelin, like the best car bow staff, she is a real stunt woman, and her godfather was none other than Bruce Lee. Be like water, my friend. Drink it. So, that's pretty cool. She is one of the remaining disciples of that. Diana Lee Incesanto. How cool is that? She is royalty. She is, as far as I'm concerned, cinematic and, and martial art royalty. Because Bruce Lee, let's just take a moment to recognize how dope Bruce Lee was for a second. He was a, the first main guy, like the, the most popular dude to introduce... Uh, Chinese martial arts and, and um, martial arts from that part of the world to American mainstream culture. 
He was an American. He was born, I think, in either Seattle or San Francisco. I forget. He was raised in Hong Kong, I think. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. But I know that he was born in America, so he, has, he had American citizenship. Bruce Lee came back over here, became an actor and a, a martial artist who invented his own martial art and popularized martial arts in the United States and became a personal trainer to the stars for martial arts. And he would train and teach and... and it's such a cool history that he has impacted on American culture. What a great uh, Chinese-American. What an awesome dude to have influenced culture so much to this day, guys. It's incredible. Uh, Wesley Plotkey believes it was in Seattle. Thank you, Wesley, for confirming that. Uh, so, Bruce Lee, what an American Chinese-American icon. What a great uh, cultural impact he had. He was a philosopher a martial artist, an athlete, and an actor, etc., 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 a multi-hyphenate. And the influence lasts and lasts and lasts, and his, one of his disciples, well, his goddaughter, disciples, I don't know, he wasn't like a cult leader or anything, but his goddaughter was the woman in this episode of The Mandalorian, which was such a phenomenal fight scene, guys. How exciting was it to see Ahsoka Tano and the showdown between the two of them in the Japanese garden, very much like Kill Bill Volume 1, which is also an homage to Kurosawa films. So, that scene was rad. Um, my buddy Kyle cut them together so you can see how direct they lifted from it. I posted it in Discord. Nice! Nice! Very cool. I would like to see that in Discord. Guys, if you guys want to join the Discord, remember, you can pledge at least $1 a month to my Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Aristotle Full Throttle or become a subscriber on my Twitch channel, which will allow you access to the Discord. Now we're picking up some pep. <laughs> now we're getting back into it. I would like to look at this picture from the Discord. Um, we've got a Mandalorian discussion channel over there on the Discord, so if you guys want to join in, it's so much fun. We, have, we talk, we have a watch party every Friday for The Mandalorian at 6.30pm Pacific Standard Time. We do group watch on Disney Plus so if you got Disney Plus you can watch along in sync with everybody and we have a chat at, going at the same time it's so much fun There also we posted a picture of Hayden Christensen and Rosario Dawson in the, the Discord Mandalorian channel chat and it was funny because somebody had photoshopped Anakin and Ahsoka Tano over like basically turned them into their characters in Star Wars because now they're both they're both canon Star Wars characters and actors, which is so cool. So cool to see Beskar, to see Beskar versus lightsaber. Yes, Jenna Fierce, I totally agree with you on that. It was kind of amazing. I love the sound of the lightsaber hitting the Beskar. It was such a unique sound. I, the Ricky Elliott or anybody out there who's a kind of a nerd about sound, if uh, if is this Will is watching, let me know if Ben Burt had anything to do with creating that sound because Ben Burt is the sound designer of all of the Star Wars films that have been that hit the cinema. All of the iconic sounds that we hear in Star Wars are re directly responsible. Ben Burt is directly responsible for those, which is so cool. Those sounds are unique. They are everlasting. Uh, we cannot disassociate those sounds with Star Wars. Um, so the sound of Beskar hitting a lightsaber was a brand new sound. And if you're a geek like me, you like stuff like that. You love it. Um, 
So Ben Britt hasn't been involved in Star Wars since The Force Awakens. Oh, good to know. I didn't know that. But I... Yes, the sound design was... This episode, Ricky, was very dependent on the sound design, I would say, because it was a very dark and drab, and and not drab, but a very dim, um, dismal atmosphere on the planet that they were on, where uh, Ahsoka Tano was trying to liberate that little town from that horrible ruler. Did she kill... Guys, did she end up killing the bad lady? Did she end up killing the bad lady? Because she's like, now tell me. Now, there's a big twist. If you haven't seen the episode yet, you're going to get it spoiled. But there's a big twist at the end where she said, tell me where your master is. Tell me where Admiral Thrawn... Admiral Kevin Thrawn is. She said, hey, tell me where Johnny Thrawn is. Tom Hanks Thrawn. Uh, sounds are okay, but the fight scenes were, wow. Totally, totally, totally. Fight scenes were great. I loved, loved, loved that moment of tension where the Mando, or Din Djarin, and uh, Michael Bean, Kyle Reese's, there's no cake but what we bake. Kyle Reese's was sitting in there, and he was like, Who's, who do you think's going to win? Mando and Kyle Reese staring each other down, listening to the sound of the best car hitting, clashing with the lightsabers. What a cool sound. What a cool vibe going on there and that fight was phenomenal and you know what it wasn't in the bag for Ahsoka Tano she got one of them lightsabers knocked into the water got wet what happens when a lightsaber gets wet burns out I guess I wonder I wonder what happens when a lightsaber gets wet thanks for those jokes Jen they cheered me up they were funny um book of Eli book of Eli Oh, yes, very, exactly. I know exactly. Now you're referencing the atmospheric vibe of the last episode, which was really, it's just dark and dismal, but it was cool because the contrasting, it was interesting. There wasn't much color. It was very awash in like this dark vibe, which which was an interesting choice. Not much colors going on. But Michael Bean, come on now. Sci-fi legend. He's always a Marine. And if he's not a Marine, he's a Space Marine. And he's a Space Marine even when he's a Navy SEAL, that guy. That guy just shows up. He's going to cut his arm in the abyss as a Navy SEAL. <laughs> he's going to be a Space Marine in the Aliens and get killed in the beginning of Alien 3 off screen. Well, actually on screen because they showed the ship crashing into the water. I thought that was pretty cool. I like Michael Bean. However, he was not a long-lived character, but I like that they brought him in on the show because give Michael Bean a chance. Who do you think the next sci-fi legend will be to show up? One of those ones that we've always grown up loving. We've always grown up loving these different... Uh, or at least it's just they're baked into sci-fi. I'd like to see if my friend Brian Thompson be on one of these episodes, actually. <laughs> maybe this, Maybe I'll give Brian Thompson a call. Sometimes he calls me, one time he called me in the middle of a podcast and we just put him on the air. But my, my, my buddy Brian Thompson's also a sci-fi legend. He should he should be in an episode of the... Uh, Arnie? Arnie would be cool. I don't know. Now, Blurred Words, I wonder if the cool aspect is that Michael Bean isn't like the central... He's never been a central player. He's always been a really good 
sort of side guy almost. I mean, even in the Terminator series, those movies are about Sarah Connor. I will argue that the, the first two Terminator movies are the central spine of those movies is Sarah Connor. I know that John Connor is the hero that needs to be protected in Terminator 2, but he's kind of coming of age in that movie. But it is still, I feel like Terminator 2 is still about Sarah Connor and her decisions and how, uh, but we do see Jaron Connor come of age. But the first movie, totally Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese's Pieces, Peanut Butter Cups is her, her guide. He's her like, he, he's also... He's also John Connor's father, turns out. Very important character. So I wonder if it's going to be like, you know who I'd, I'd like to see? Maybe, um, I don't know. What are some like sci-fi legends that are usually off to the side? Because so, <laughs> so, I loved, I love that Grief Karga as a character. I love it. I love it too. You know, I'm kind of like the boss. I'm kind of like the boss man. I'm like, hey. Wait, hold on a second. Let me just... I gotta raise him up here. Yeah. My shorts was obscured by bobbleheads. Now you can see my shorts clearly. Now, I know that I'm an a- I'm on an alien planet, but I'm a human. I wear boxing gloves to see Apollo Creed, and I wear American flag shorts. Now, if you want to accidentally learn something today, it's actually against flag American flag code, code to be adorned in the stars and stripes, to be adorned, well, to be adorned in the American flag, that is. If you were to wear the American flag as an article of clothing, that is just as bad and against the American flag code as burning it. So if you're against free speech in general, then you might be against that, but who cares? I'll wear the American flag as my shorts because it's free speech first. I agree with, I agree with him. Turns out I agree with every character on this show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you do, because I definitely don't like the show, and, uh, there's no way to disagree with that. <laughs> no way whatsoever. Reese and I share the first name. Kyle. Was it Reese's Pieces? I thought that was so cool growing up. Yeah, that is cool. I think Bean's scattershot gun he had in the episode was a throwback to the aliens role. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good question. You know what I really loved about that episode too, Ricky Elliott, was uh, when they sh- <laughs> they showed the Mando stick- standing next to Michael Bean's character, and Michael Bean is just like, "What is that thing?" <laughs> Looking at Baby Yoda, <laughs> and he's like, "I keep it around. Uh, let me reenact it. I keep it around for good luck." You're going to need it where you're going. So good, right? <laughs> that was such a good, charismatic moment to just have, like, Michael Bean just shine in that moment. Such a good, such a good little... It was true, though, because Ahsoka Tano, she, she would have killed Mando in, like, two more seconds. Do you think she would have won? Do you think she would have won that fight if he had not been like, Ahsoka Tano, Bo-Katan sent me? Do you think that the Mando would have had uh, a fighting chance against her? I don't know much about the character. I was going on a diatribe earlier about how I haven't watched the cartoons. I did watch a little bit of backstory about the cartoons, and I was like, I know I say the cartoons is the animated series. It's fine. I will give them a try. Again. I know that she's fierce. 
she's she's a uh, she ain't no glamour boy. She's fierce. <laughs> Grogu. Yeah, we haven't even talked about Grogu. Yeah, that's true. Grogu would have ch choked her, forced choked her. I did see getting back to her Rosario Dawson playing this character. She owned it. She was so fully there. Like she felt fully realized. She felt she lived in this world. I loved when he was like Grogu and the little baby's like Rrr. He's like Grogu. Grogu. Um Grogu. Grogu. That's your name. Yeah, that's what we all said. Um Grogu. That's his name. That's, how long before we never start calling him that? Yeah, you baby Yoda forever. Just just deal with it. <laughs> you the child. Okay, you're the kid. Um Yeah, me too. I thought so. She's like Cardoon. Let's see. I did find that uh fight scene. So I thought that I loved the scene where Rosario Dawson's character, Ahsoka Tano, was she goes, his name is Grogu, and he's like, huh? Bleh? That's cute. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, he's like, okay, kid, float the rock away from me. And then she's like, Grogu, you're going to have to get used to it. She told him to his face. She told him right to his helmet, Grogu. Okay? All right. Yeah, it is kind of... The Ricky Elliott, you nailed it. I, I think that it was perfect casting. I've never seen any, like, just someone step right into the role and be exactly as you would imagine her to be. It was great. Yoda's face, yes, that was so cute. Baby Yoda's face, he's like, me? Me? Her and Filoni must have worked hard together because she was a so, a so yeah, she really was. I, I, I don't know the character, but to me, when you know, because I haven't watched the cartoons, but when I was watching the show, I was like, that feels like she knows exactly, she's lived here, we have discovered her, we found her, she is the person that we've been, these are the droids you was looking for, we, just, we landed on Plymouth Rock, <laughs> and every other, and every other uh, metaphor. Yeah, she, so she technically never finished her Jedi training. Now, that was an emotional moment. That was an emotional beat, Jen. Now, remember when she said, when Ahsoka Tano said that she could not train Grogu, she said, I can't train him properly because he's got too much fear inside. He's got too much of the dark side he's accessing, and that's going to be tough for me to try to train because... I've seen people fall. I've seen it happen to the best of us. And she had emotion in her eyes. You could feel it. She said, I've seen it happen to the best of us. And she's talking about, from what I understand, her Jedi Master, who was Anakin Skywalker. Now, she was talking about him. And you could see it. She was remembering. She's like, uh-oh. I've seen this before. No way, Jose. I'm not going to do this. No way, Hose B. No way, Kevin. Yoda, um, she became disenfranchised with the Jedi Order. So, so what is she? Is she something new? Is she something different? Is she a whole new thing? 
I can say that, like, um, yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting to see. It would be interesting to see. How do you guys feel about this? Recasting. since now, now, follow me on this journey of thought. You got the prequels, right? And in the prequels, you couldn't do the prequels necessarily without Obi-Wan Kenobi. So they had to recast Obi-Wan Kenobi, who was famously played by Alec Guinness in the original trilogy. When they recast him, from day one we heard that uh, Ewan McGregor was going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we said, okay, cool. And then we watched all those prequels, we suffered through them. If you were like me, you suffered through them. If you were like some other people, you enjoyed them, and that's okay too. But if you watched those movies, you'd like, these movies are terrible. And they, but you, then people would say, but Ewan McGregor, though, as Obi-Wan, you're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so we're still cool with that. We're still cool with Ewan McGregor being the character Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's going to have his own series on Disney+, Plus, an Obi-Wan spinoff. When Ahsoka Tano showed up, that whole episode, they keep saying it's sort of like a backdoor pilot for her own spinoff series, which I can see happening because Disney, if they're thinking with their mind grapes, they're going to try to make a whole thing out of Star Wars TV because the movies have not been paying off the way they should, um, in my opinion. So they're going to like really build up the TV aspect of these shows and maybe they can have them one after another. That would be pretty cool if it was year round. If it was each quarter of the year, we had, I don't know, what, eight weeks? Eight weeks and then a few weeks off and then eight more weeks of a new show and then a few weeks off and then eight weeks. It would be pretty neat to kind of sustain that. If they can, who knows? Because I want to keep watching it all year round. Now, I'm mentioning all of this because they recast Obi-Wan Kenobi as... Well, they recast... Yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi with Ewan McGregor playing the role. And we were okay with that and we're still okay with that. How... Do you feel? Now, I don't want to keep harping on the Skywalker saga, but if they recast Luke Skywalker in this series, do you think they should have a Luke Skywalker? Do you think they should have a Han Solo? Do you think... Like, do you wonder if uh, the guy who played Solo, what's his name, Kevin, Bobby, Johnny, Freddie, whoever played Solo in the movie Solo, do you think he should come back and play Solo, Han Solo? Do you think Princess Leia would be a good addition? A younger Princess Leia? An age-appropriate for the era Princess Leia? Do you think that they should even touch upon that, or that should just be... Uh, we should just be dealing with a whole other aspect of the Star Wars galaxy far, far away? I'm kind of of two minds. I, I feel like at this point, we might be okay with reintroducing those characters, or at least tangentially mentioning them somehow. But then, you know... And then I go back and forth, and I'm like, why do we got to keep doing the same thing over and over again? Let's introduce new lore. Let's introduce a new world. Let's get invested in new characters. And I think they're doing that pretty well right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If they're going to really start getting into the Force like this, we should prepare for Snoke to become involved. Because, canonically, he's active at this time. Yes, the Ricky Elliot. I think they are really leaning into that because in order to just sort of pay off his arc... Snoke's arc. I think they want to really sort of build into the pre the, the sequel trilogy. And how they're doing that, I think, is maybe not so subtle by connecting the baby, the child, the baby child, with his M count. And now you've got the Kaminoan Kamino, cloners 
using Baby Yoda's blood and infusing them, infusing his blood with who knows what. Who knows what? Now, I was reading and I was checking on all these different things because I'm a Star Wars nut. And if you're watching, you probably are a Star Wars nut as well. Speculation that the Kaminoan cloners can clone the the Emperor or they can create clones for Snoke or whoever. The problem with creating a new body is that the body will not be Force-sensitive. So he's trying to infuse the baby child blood into the clones so that the clones can become force sensitive. And maybe at this time, the Kaminoan cloner dude or the dude from, well, he's not Kaminoan, but he is part of the, uh, the cloning guild or whatever it is. He might be trying to make the new body for the emperor. Some with Thrawn might be doing his, I think in the books, right? Thrawn try, resurrects the emperor. So we might be going down that path and in the process, they might be creating Snokes. Vats of Snokes, as they saw, as we saw in Star Wars Episode 9. I think it was Star Wars Episode 9, the garbage trash fire Star Wars. Garbage trash fire bag of poop movie. Terrible movie. Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad movie. Star Wars Episode 9. I feel like they should leave. Yes, yeah. Thrawn's definitely all up in that mess, for sure. Thrawn's gonna be like, Yo, my blue skin and my red eyes, I'm going to make, I'm going to make, make a clone for you. So much fun, this Star Wars thing. I think, I don't know, what else do you, um, what else were you impressed by with this episode? I talked about Michael Bean. He's great. He's dead now in the show. Just bring him back again. Clone him. I love the fact that Ricky Elliott, thank you for bringing up the Bruce Lee roots for the main bad guy in this episode, the main bad lady, the big bad. Uh, I liked Ahsoka Tano. I thought the acting was incredible. I think that Rosario Dawson is so phenomenal. She was perfect for the part. I felt like she really was this character. I felt like she has her own gravity, that she can create her own series, regardless of Rosario Dawson's political and uh, opinions, uh, p- political opinions in real life. You know, that's just Earth stuff that we're messing around with. See, Sebastian Stan as Luke. This is the way. Yeah, Ricky Elliott. I feel like maybe the last episode they can de-age our favorite Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is like the godfather of Star Wars at this point. He really is. What I look forward to every year at D23 or every other year, whenever they do D23, or the Star Wars um, Fest, Star Wars the Thon. When they do the Star Wars, what's it called? Life Day? Um, May the Force Be With You Day? They do the convention every year for Star Wars. And Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, I just watch his panel every year because he just gets up there and he tells stories like a big old ham. And he loves to tell stories. He's a raconteur. He's a blowhard. We love him for it. Um, So when we watch uh, Luke Skywalker do that, it's pretty great. I enjoy that. I think that he is... It's funny because I do... I'm of two minds of... Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. A lot of people hate it. I don't hate it. I like it. But I, I also like... I get why people hate it. And I also like that Mark Hamill said to Ryan Johnson when he got the script, I disagree with everything that's in the script about Luke Skywalker. This is not Luke Skywalker. I disagree with you entirely, but I'll do it because I'm an actor. <laughs> See Clue in Tron, Tron Legacy. Yes. 
Yeah, that would be weird. Tron Legacy, you know, they are coming out with another Tron, by the way. Also, uh, that reminds me. I should get my friends, my buddies, Lee and Sam on here. Their dad is Tron. <laughs> and I wonder if their dad's going to be in the next Tron. Probably, because he is the titular character. The problem with doing the the severe, uh, the de-ages can't ever... Yeah, it's, it's so true. Yeah, that's true. The voices of older uh, Bridges, Jeff Bridges, and older Mark Hamill would be... You've got to just talk up here a little bit better. You know who does a pretty good job at de-aging his own voice? Uh, Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson. Hey, everybody. This is the Carl Weathers Predator Weathers Report featuring the Action Jackson Accu Predator Weathers Forecast and Cardi B. I was, in a, I was also in a vehicle, a failed vehicle, with Mark Wahlberg called Chancel Showers. Cardi B, what's in the news? This is not working. Carter B, it sounds like you're just a bird at this point. Well, anyway, Carter B, it's it's really interesting that you brought up uh, Craig T. Nelson, because Craig T. Nelson was the bad guy in Action Jackson. I shot him. I beat him up. We had a kung fu fight at the end of Action Jackson. Me and Craig T. Nelson. It's going to rain. This has been the Carl Weathers Predator Weathers Report featuring the Action Jackson Accu Predator Weathers Forecast and Cardi B. Cardi Bird. Yeah, the B stands for bird. <laughs> so it's funny because, yeah. Oh, yeah, Craig T. Nelson. We got to get a Craig T. Nelson cutout, and then I just want to have, like, them fighting. Like, maybe I'll just take a video of Rock'em Sock'em Robots and stick their faces on there and then they'll just be Rock'em Sock'em. Craig T. Nelson was in The Incredibles and Craig T. Nelson did like older Craig T. Old Mr. Incredible and young Mr. Incredible. So he did the vo- He could de-age his voice. You just got to talk up here. Hello, come me. I just want to go down to Tasha Station pick up some power converters. That's all Luke Skywalker has to do. It's pretty funny how spot on Mark Hamill's impression of Harrison Ford is. Have you guys heard that? It's pretty great. <laughs> It's it's basically that. I kid. Um, Why has Harrison Ford ever since I was a kid and ever whenever I saw Harrison Ford speak normally he spoke very slowly, but then when he's in movies, he's like he's like that's not how the force works. Look at me, I'm I'm blah 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 blah. I'm Harrison. And then in real life, he's like crashing planes. I'm crashing planes all the time. Why is it that? Why is he always half asleep? Is he half baked? Is he half asleep? What's going on with you, Harrison Ford? We would like to know. Well, guys, The Incredibles, that's some fun stuff, right? And I love The Incredibles. That was some fun stuff. I really enjoyed those movies. Maybe we should get Samuel Jackson. Oh, because he was always high. That's right. Angel- <laughs> Annaletta. It turns out this is a fact. No lies detected here. During all of the Star Wars movies, Harrison Ford was uh, truly among the clouds. <laughs> uh, the whole time, turned out. 
That's what I said. A on a letter. A on a letter. A on a letter. Right? Okay, let me try again. A on a Bruce Leader. A on a Leader Ford. A on a Harrison Leader Ford. Am I close? Maybe I'll play a song. Maybe I'll play a song for you guys. I'm... I'll get back to this song. This is our outro music. That was a song I wrote um, when I was five and could not play guitar. Sound good to me. <laughs> a on O leader. A on a leader Ford, right? Like leader Ford. If I close my eyes forever, would it all stay the same? You guys remember that? Remember we had a. Uh, Lita Ford in the 80s? I don't remember. That was way before I was born. The 80s. What are you talking about? The 80s was for... Uh, that's, that's like Way before I was born. I, I'm only 12. I'm only 1,200 years old. I'm 500 million years old. I'm actually 499 million years old. I'm 1 million years younger than the rock bite her. Come on, E. Come on, low E. You could do it. Ooh, that don't sound good at all. That's um, that's Van Halen. Yo, this is also Van Halen. Thank you. That's when you're in tune. That's what it sounds like. Ah. Uh, Do you guys have any requests before I go? Do you guys want to play? to play two songs on the guitar porch that's um wonderful not terrible so you want the mario theme
I don't know how that goes. Uh. <laughs> it's hard to pull hold the guitar up like this. Remember the TV show Super Mario? I don't. I remember the movie Super Mario Brothers, and I'd like to forget it because it was bad. Uh, when I say I'd like to forget it, it's because it was terrible. <coughs> How's it going? Uh. Helps when you warm up, it turns out. You gotta warm up your fingers. God, remember to do your stretches. Remember to do your just deep knee bends. Remember to do your squat thrusts. Everybody do the dinosaur. Open the door, get on the floor. New York State Attorney General's calling me. Get out of here, New York State Attorney General's office. They calling me? Is it a bad movie? I really enjoy the movie. I would say that, yes, it's a bad movie because John Leguizamo is, uh, I don't know, John Leguizamo is hit or miss, isn't he? He's really good in that episode of The Mandalorian a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jen the Fierce, T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that first movie is really great. I actually rewatched it about two years ago. Still good. It's got, it's got our favorite, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is in that movie. He has a line in that movie, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where he says, Oh, yeah, Ricky Elliott, John Leguizamo was in the Mando. I think he was, uh, was it episode one this season, I think. Episode one this season. He was the Cyclops guy. In the first one, when they were, yeah, when they when the Gamorians were fighting in the ring, he was the, the squashy guy. He was also in Spawn. I liked him in Spawn. He played the the what's his name, the regulator, the the uh, the deregulator, <laughs> the, the the creepy clown guy. That was um, his Netflix special. I haven't watched it. I actually watched part of it. I was, I was, uh, I learned that song the other day by Def Leppard. It was on your VHS after The Little Mermaid, TMNT. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original, is just a good movie. It's got heart. What I look for most in movies is if they have heart or not. And, uh, that really makes you break a movie. It could be a terrible movie, like Mac and Me, or it could be E.T., which has heart. Um, Ron, Ron, our friend Ron Pertee, he mentions that the biggest ultimate cardinal sin that a movie can commit is being boring. So even if a movie is terrible, 
even if it's hard to watch, <laughs> if it's as long as it's interesting, then it's still good. For instance, The Room. The Room, is it a bad movie, though? Because it gives so many people so much joy. The Room by Tommy Wiseau. Considered the worst movie in cinematic history. But is it, though? Because people get tons and tons of entertainment value out of it. Is a work of art bad if so many people still enjoy it? Now you gotta think, about, think on that. And that's... <laughs> Okay, I think I see your angle here. I see your play. You're trying to make this show so terrible that eventually people will love to hate it. Like me. <laughs> I think so. You guys remember this one? And Aletta, remember this one? Uh, I gotta warm my arms up. I gotta warm my arms up to play guitar. Uh, walk this way talk this way anyway that's how guitars are played did you get your guitar Ange Ange and Alita now the worst movie in cinematic history is Avatar The Last Airbender well I can't argue with that because I haven't seen the movie but I'll take your word for it Avatar you know, they had to call it The Last Airbender because Avatar came out. Or at least James Cameron was working on Avatar for four years. And then during that time, they came out with Avatar The Last Airbender based on the Avatar cartoon. But they were like, we can't call it Avatar because it's going to be too confusing. We'll have to call it Last Airbender. That's how the, the guitar's played. All right. We did it. We did the guitar. Should I play? Uh, I would like to play a game, but I, I, I feel that all of the sounds are going to get messed up again. So, guys, if you like to watch this show, thank you, first of all. It is now currently my occupation, and I love doing this show. I was a little bit off my game at the beginning of this episode in particular because... I got some bad news, and 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 I'll, I will share this news with you eventually. I just, uh, I'm just kind of dealing with it. I'm just kind of coping with it. I have to process it a little bit more. It's very sad news. It's very sad news. Um, so I'm just dealing with it right now. I'm gonna be okay. I promise. It's not, it's nothing to. I mean, it's sad. It's sad news. <laughs> it's really sad. So. Uh, so just keep on watching, keep on, uh, you gotta hang in there, you know? I said to myself, I'm gonna go on with the show anyway today because, uh, because the show must go on. And the best way to get better, the best way to feel better, the best way to recuperate from any situation is to be there for other people. And that's the truth, man. That is the that's the dog's honest truth. You gotta be there for other people. 
and that will help you feel better. You know, um, I think that gets lost in today's world. We get lost in the whole idea that people are not there for each other. They're there for themselves. We're all here for our, everybody's out for themselves right now. I was thinking about this earlier today. I was like, you know, this president, the outgoing president, thankfully, used the fact that the people weren't all that much super at odds with uh, each other. You know, we had a pretty good leader going on. But the best thing you could do when things seem pretty good is to divide and conquer. If people seem to be, like, okay, or at least people seem to be dealing with the status quo in a way that is stable, the best way to conquer that, if you're an evil person like the president, is to divide and conquer that. To separate people. To tear people apart. So that you could have an us versus them. So that you can create a BS environment in which there is an us versus them but in the end it turns out we all in this together it's simple it's really that simple we are all in this together we're all americans if you're in america and if you're an american but beyond that we're all humans unless you know you're a, you're a wookie i'm half wookie right now i'm half wookie I look like it. Looky, looky, I'm half Wookiee. Guys, I will shave, I will trim this up. I'll trim it up. Once we get to 1 million subscribers. <laughs> Let's get there, guys. If you're watching on Instagram, you can donate to the ACLU. If you're watching anywhere across the world, you can donate to my Patreon. Not donate, but pledge to the Patreon. $1 a month, join the Discord. Every Friday we have a watch party. That's just it. Every Friday we have a watch party, period. Right now we're watching The Mandalorian at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time together on the Discord. Every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, we do the show. We talk. Um, you know, the show must go on. So go on and get them, people. Oh, you like the beard. Okay, then I won't. <laughs> I won't shave it. Aeon Alita. We in this together, guys. Be safe. Wash your hands. Please. And, uh... We're gonna get through it. We're gonna get through this new year, and we're gonna get vaccinated, and we're gonna feel better about giving out actual hugs in real life. So, I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. You bro with the fro. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace, y'all.